0: In the city of Portland, Oregon, protests have continued for two months straight. While many have been injured, some critically, a group of moms decided that enough was enough. In the face of danger, this group of moms stood arm in arm, forming a barrier between peaceful protesters and federal officers armed with tear gas, guns, and riot gear. Watch any professional game, and the athletes will give credit to their mother for having their back. These moms took it to a whole new level. It is this kind of good that we need in our communities, our country, and our world. This is why we are here. It's the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Join us as we discover the good things that are happening all around us, and what we can do to bring even more good to our communities. Life is like a box of that, huh? a sort of chocolates, oh, yeah, yeah. what swirls in my head? Hey, yeah. Donuts from boxes, but go with the concept. Yeah, yeah. never know what you'll get, yeah, yeah. unless you are open yeah, yeah. for the question for Welcome back to the Perpetual Good Podcast. This is Kenneth. And with every episode, we're going to start off with what is good. And I want to start with just that beginning clip, that wall of moms. Now, regardless of which side of the conflict that you're on, I want to focus just on the fact that there are this group of moms who came out and just said, enough is enough. They decided to form a barrier, form a wall between the protesters and the federal agents they were going to be the shield and i think that that is absolutely awesome somebody's willing to take action somebody's willing to step up and they didn't come out with any with any weapons they didn't come out with any battle gear they just came out by themselves and said we want to protect people as mothers and that is absolutely awesome and what happened after that is the mom started which always happens and then A wall of dads came out after that, and then a wall of veterans. So you had all of these people that were coming out just to protect people's right to be able to protest and be able to say what was on their mind without getting hurt. And so that is absolutely awesome. And so this week, we have to start looking at what actually good means and how do we define good. It's one of those things that when you start looking at it, It can be very confusing to try to figure out what is good. And so we went around and everyone gave different types of definitions. And then there was some debate, you know, debating going on whether, well, does that totally capture the meaning of the word or does it only apply in certain situations? And at the outcome of it all, we did not really have a definition. It all remained very relative, you know? Well, in this situation, this is good. In that situation, that is good. When I'm here... Rabbi Weinstein was doing his best to try to get a handle on what good was. And it'd be one thing if it was just one person trying to do it, but you get a bunch of people trying to define the concept of good. It's almost like trying to define love or trying trying to understand how big the universe is. It's just, it almost seems impossible because everybody's going to have a different experience. Everybody's going to have a different concept of good. And a lot of times it's circumstantial. So when we start to look at this, we're going to have to understand some things about what good is. And so we're going to talk about that today. So one of the things that is interesting is when we start looking at what is good, the first thing we often do is we look at what is good to me. And how does it make us feel? That's one of the big things. Here in America, when the holidays come around, that's one of the times, one of the biggest times for for charity. A lot of people start to give and give extra during that time. But one of the things that you will hear when people talk about doing charity, whether it's feeding the poor or giving to different organizations or or getting involved in, in certain causes, is they will talk about how good it makes them feel. It's not so much that they're connecting with the people that they're helping, but it almost turns inward. Feel-good stories are all over the place. There's one that I had seen that when I first heard it, I just immediately latched onto it, and then I saw it recently again. And I, and let me tell you about this story. It's kind of a meme that, that came up. This came up a few years ago. It is about this African tribe, and in the, the meme, this story it calls the African tribe Ubuntu. And it said that this Ubuntu tribe, whenever anyone did something wrong, they would take that person to the center of the village, and all of the people around would talk about how good that person is and all of the good things that they had done, all of the potential that they did. And they would do this until that person realized That they didn't have to go the way of being bad. That they could focus on what was really good about them, and they did this as a way of reform. Now you hear that, and that's something that it tugs at your heartstrings. It makes you feel good. The unfortunate part is when I went to just try to validate some of that information, I found a lot of holes in it. The image that they used for the story and for the theme actually didn't come from that tribe. It was stolen, used, from another photographer who was doing a a video shoot about this group of kids playing soccer. So that was one thing. The second thing is that Ubuntu is not a tribe, but it's actually a philosophy that is taught that there are some things that are similar to it, but I could not find any basis of truth in this story. When it comes to the things that tug at our heartstrings and the things that we may latch onto, they may be real or they may not be. And so the thing that we need to really look at is equating good with actual truth Equating good with things that are truly valuable. And we'll talk about this because there are some times when good's not necessarily going to feel good, but it's it's something that we need to face and we need to focus. So this whole podcast is not necessarily going to be a bunch of feel-good stories. There's going to be a lot of good stories that are going to come out. And I'm really excited. I was talking with my friend Nate. And there's some things that he is doing, that his wife is doing, that we're going to talk about, and I'm I'm looking forward to bringing him on very soon. But that's just one example. There's some other things that are also in the works. But let's talk a little bit more about what things are good. Now, one of the other things that, that is interesting, there's a book that I've read, and I'm going to go back and read it again. It's by Jim Collins. The book is called Good to Great, Why Some Companies Make the Leap and Others Don't. And you've probably heard this phrase if you're in business at all, or if if you've listened to any motivational speakers, you've probably heard this. And this is the quote, good is the enemy of great. And that is one of the key reasons why we have so little that becomes great. We don't have great schools principally because we have good schools. We don't have great government principally because we have good government. Few people attain great lives in large part because it is just so easy to settle for a good life. Now, that in itself sounds like a really great quote. And I don't want to take anything away from Jim and from the research that he did and from his work with companies. But I do want to focus on one thing and one thing that, that has happened with this whole concept. When people focus so much on being great they may never achieve good they're focused so far ahead of where they need to be that the things that they can do they never end up doing let's take this podcast for example i could look at this and just the process of going through this of recording the podcast of doing the editing and i could go through and i could edit myself crazy I could spend literally hours, days, if not months, going through this and trying to make this the greatest thing possible, and you'd never hear it. Because eventually, I'm going to find something that's still not perfect. It's still not great. And so we end up doing so much and then discarding it. We do so much planning and thinking and, and looking at good ideas and good efforts and saying, but it's not great and so we never get there and good doesn't have to be settling we have to in order to get to great we have to get to good first and so there's the process of building and working getting to that point where something starts off and it may not look the way that we want it to i mean think about when we were born we did, we weren't born at 6'2 uh, and 190 pounds and full of muscle and, and ready to run a, a 10 flat 100, 100 meter dash. We were born, we couldn't walk, we couldn't talk, we couldn't, we couldn't do anything. But the process of growth is what brought us to that place of maturity. And it's the same thing with anything, whether it's a business, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a relationship. It starts off with different levels of good, and we have to be able to accept that. And it doesn't mean that we have to settle for that. It just means that we have to be able to celebrate that point of saying, yes, this is good. I'm excited about what this is, and I'm able to use that as a springboard for whatever's next. And so our process of good is not just looking for great. I mean, we're always looking for better. We're always looking to improve. That's who we are as people. We're explorers. We're creative. And being able to look at that means that we can not despise small beginnings, not despise when things uh, don't actually look the way that they are, but it also means that we don't have to settle. We can continue to say, this is good, and we can move forward with that. So one of the other things that I wanted to talk about is just how good looks. And I have two stories with that. One is recent. I was at the gym uh, a couple of days ago, and we're in this place where we're being extra cautious because of COVID. There are rules at the gym where when you're finished with whatever you're doing, you wipe everything down, you, you prepare th- everything for the next person who has to use it. And so I was in this area and I happened to glance and I saw somebody who was working out not too far from me. He was working out on one of the mats and when he finished, he got up and he walked away And I thought that he was going to go back and get some stuff and clean off the mat and put it back where it was. But he stayed away for a little while and then he kind of did a couple of other things and he was back in that area again. But he never went back and cleaned up after himself. I thought to myself, I really should say something to him. But part of me said, I want to do the nice thing. I don't want to mess with him. Maybe he's coming back. I did all of the justification, so I never said anything. Ended up, he never came back. About five minutes later, a couple young ladies came in and they went to where those mats were. And so they ended up cleaning up the mats before they did their workout. And I thought, you know... If I had really been focused on what was good in that situation, I would have called him out and said, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to be community here, especially in these close quarters. It would be nice for you to, to clean up that. And so that was a lesson for me. In that situation, it would have been uncomfortable to do what was good, but it would have been the right thing. Now, the other situation is I've mentioned before that I'm a runner and a few years back, I had the opportunity to start training again and I was just doing it for fun. But my trainer was not allowing me to just get out and kind of do whatever. He saw that I had potential to actually compete at the master's level. He started talking to me about it and actually started challenging me. And the way that he was challenging me, it actually didn't feel good at the time. But what it did was, it got me thinking about what I was doing. And the long and short of it is, I actually did start competing. And I was able to compete with the best at the Masters level. I was actually able to go to Nationals and place first, second, and third in in respective events. And I never would have done that if I had not been challenged. In a good way, but also in an uncomfortable way, and thinking about all of the different practices I had to go through, all of the changes in my diet, the focus and the discipline, all of those things that didn't feel good at the time. But when I was standing on the podium, it was definitely worth it. And so, good is relative to the goals that we are trying to achieve. So, if we're trying to build a better society, if we're trying to build a better family, if we're trying to launch something new, it may not look the way that we want it to initially. It may, it may not feel the way that we want it to. I mean, just think about it. We can make the choice between having a triple fudge Sunday with sprinkles and having donuts on the side or having a salad with kale. Now, my mind says I want the triple fudge Sunday. But if I really wanna take care of my body, I need to focus a little bit more on what's nutritious for my body. So we have to make those decisions in order to have good lead us to those right goals. And then when we can look back on those things, then we can say, yes, it was good and it was worth it. May not have felt like it at the time, but then that's when the pleasure comes in. The pleasure comes in when we're able to actually achieve those goals. So what we take from this is that if good is tied to our goals, we first have to have some goals. We have to have some things that we are passionate about, that we value, and that we think that if we invest in those things, that there will be a positive outcome, not only for ourselves, but for the people around us. So I ask you, what's on your heart? What have you been thinking about? What are the things that you are dreaming about that you have yet to start? What are the things that when you look at them, you're wondering, should I get involved in that? Should I have that conversation? Should I open up that door? And I got to tell you, sometimes in doing that, it's going to cost you. There's going to be some investment and that's going to be on anything. But that's where you're going to get the best return. So, we start with our goals and don't necessarily look at your goal or the process of your goal and spend time just criticizing it and wondering why you're not getting that feel good story every single time. It's very easy to look at what some people are doing and saying, wow, they're really blowing up. They're an overnight sensation. And yet, if you talk to them, you're going to find a whole different story. My son, John, actually, both of my sons have been producing music, and John is the one who did the theme music for this podcast. And if you talk to him about his projects and the success that he's had on his CDs, it could seem like, wow, you put this out and there's a lot of people who have been listening and you're getting a lot of good response on that. But then he'll be able to tell you how much time he spent alone sitting in his room, going over and over and over this again. And how many times he's had to turn down opportunities for different things. How many times he's had to set boundaries with people because he was focused on trying to get this project done. Some people would have said, that's not good. And yet that was his goal. So for him, it was. And it's paid off. And so I would say the same thing for you is that when you look at your goals, you're going to have to set those boundaries. You're going to have to really focus in and think about the fact that good is not like the Sunday, that good is like the kale. But when everything is done, you'll be able to celebrate with that Sunday. So good is coming. Good is happening. It may not look the way that you think it's going to look. But you'll be able to look back on all of that and say, that is good. I want to thank you for spending the time with me today. And if this has been of interest to you, if you've enjoyed this, there are a couple of quick things that you can do. First, subscribe to the podcast. That's the easiest thing that will let you know when the next episodes are coming out. And then that way you can be right on top of that. Second, is you can let somebody else know. If somebody else needs a a good word in their life, let them know that this is the place to get it. And third, let me hear from you. I wanna hear your thoughts, your ideas, your feedback, whatever you happen to say. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you and I'm looking forward to spending more time with you on the Perpetual Good Podcast. You have been listening to the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Special thanks to Bled John for the theme music. Tune in next time for more stories of the good happening in our community. Have a great day and remember, don't let evil overwhelm you, but overcome evil with good.